0: <laughs> Welcome to the Safina Society podcast uh, So today we are once again joined by uh, Brother Ilyas, Dr. Shadi And running a few minutes late uh, is uh, Saad So whenever NJ Transit, uh, you know gets back on schedule. He'll, he'll he'll be coming in through the door, so hopefully you hear him come in in the background. Um so how are you guys doing? Alhamdulillah, great. Alhamdulillah. Ready to go. So, uh so today <clears throat> I wanted to follow up on the topic uh, that we did last time which was loneliness. Critical. Go. And one of the things that I wanted to follow up on since I think um a lot of folks did, you know, give a little bit of feedback on the the, the ending of it in which, you know, we said uh, loneliness, you know, the, the, the easiest way to cure loneliness or depression is to just, uh, you know, get out, is to stop or to get over it. You know, And the truth of the matter is I think uh, um, things are not as, you know, black and white. It's not, it's not so easy as to say, you know, just stop, right? I think one mm-hmm. thing I did want to say is, one, if you – do have a serious problem right you should actually get real legitimate help right um i think what we were talking about in terms of just like general sadness or being down i think that's what dr shetty meant when he when he he said stop right it wasn't the actual clinical depression or uh then actual serious symptom no
1: we actually said that we said that if we're not talking about people who either are suffering from clinical depression or some other actual medical condition or even people who are suffering through serious life events. Just people who everything is going, you know, uh, operation normal. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, there's just like a general malaise or, Mm -hmm. you know, this overwhelming boredom with existence. Like that stuff, you just got to
2: change your attitude. Yeah, that's the day-to-day stuff. And also, I would add that stop. And when we say stop, we're talking that that's the starting point. Right. Meaning, and what I, what really we mean by that is, is take on the belief that this thing is, uh, can be changed by willpower. Right. So that's when we said like suck it up. It, what we mean by that is that come to the belief, right? Recognize and believe that this is the starting point of everything is your own willpower, your own self. That's really what, we, what, what the starting point is. And it doesn't necessarily mean that just that mental attitude is going to change things, but you need to have a belief that it's going to change things, right? That you have the ability to change things. You might have to try ten different things over the span of years, right? To to get things turned around. Like how do a cigarette addict stop? Right? The first thing they have to believe that they can stop, right? Right. So they have to they have to swallow that reality, that tough reality, that it's really something that you could stop. Don't try to rely on something external. So that's the first point. And my second point is that there are certain things that we believe could be like a de- type of a depression for a nation, for an individual, for a household based upon major wrongs that they've done which Quran and Quranic terminology is la'n like curse right certain things that are done uh in contradiction to the sharia right or in contradiction to nature okay can result in the person having this curse this black cloud over them Like We know Bani Israel, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, when they worshipped the golden calf, then Allah made them lost for 40 years in the desert. How do you get lost in that small spot that's smaller than New Jersey, right? (laughs) For 40 years, that means they couldn't even, Allah did not even allow them to go straight for more than a period of like two, three days, except that a wind came, altered the nature of the dunes, so then they moved in another direction. They said, oh, we were walking towards that mountain. Well, what's that mountain? It's just a sand dune, right? right? So Allah caused the wind to come in at night very slowly without them realizing it slightly shifted the sand dune, right? That mountain. And then they ended up going in circles for 40 years, right? So, also think of this, Mubarak, right? Mubarak's regime in Egypt, how could you interpret that as other than a curse because it only took 11 days to take the guy down by doing nothing but walking in the uh, in the streets, right? Think about that when allah says the time's up the time's up that easy 11 days of walking in the street think about that right so uh that aspect of certain depressions to nations or individuals may be a result of disobedience too which again is not to discount and say everything is disobedience but it could be
1: mm, yeah. Yeah. and i think oh, sorry to 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 just to build on that so that that is the 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 summary of of the point we we're making is We're not talking about when there's an external cause. But when there's an internal cause, the solution is internal. Mm -hmm. Whether it's internal like you just have a bad attitude or there's something that you're doing wrong that you need to correct. Mm -hmm. Not there's an external medical cause or an external, you know, uh, life cause. Mm -hmm. But rather, it's it's in you. So where's the solution? It's only in you. You're not going to get it from a pill. You're not going to get it from a therapist. You may get it from talking to the sheikh. You may get it from, you know, reading a self-help book. Or you may get it from... Like really sitting down And being like Well why do I feel Uneasy all the time Well my money's haram My relationships are Mm -hmm. haram I'm not praying Mm -hmm. You know stuff like that Yeah Yeah.
0: And, And I think It goes back to You know something That we've said in the past Which is every individual is unique and and people are unique. And I think there is no cookie cutter solution that, you know, anybody can just take and and, and it's going to work for for them. But I think there are general guidelines and principles that you can follow, right? Like, I mean, for example, take going to the gym, right? Nobody can say it's like, hey, this regimen is going to work for you. However, going physically to the gym, you know, and, you know, maybe doing some weights is going to help Build some muscle, right? It's a start. It's a start, right? So I think there are, you know, if you, if you talk to someone who's going to the gym or, or playing a sport or doing anything for that matter, there are general principles and guidelines that you can follow. And I think that's what we were trying to get at last yeah. time, which is it's not the, the solution or the end all be all, you know, this is what it is. But I think they are general guidelines. And what, what I wanted to talk about this episode is a follow up to that is, you know, what is, you know, confidence? Right. And, and where do we derive it from? Mm-hmm. I think the 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 tune of today, especially in the last like 15 years, there's a tremendous amount of like self-help books, a tremendous amount of motivational speakers and gurus and, uh, you know, uh, even there's even Islamic ones, yeah. right? Just motivational speakers and self-help guides to mm-hmm. build your confidence and uh, you know build your mojo. Jordan Peterson has literally made a career out of it, right? So has Gary mm-hmm. Vaynerchuk and a bunch of other folks. But how do we as Muslims understand you know the idea of confidence, right? And there is a thin line between arrogance and confidence. And one mm-hmm. thing I'd like to eventually you know flesh out throughout this episode is. A lot of folks, when they learn, you know, the science of Tasso the and they learn the science of, you know, um, you know, self help and, and, and uh, cleansing of the heart. A lot of the times, you know, they, I know, I went through it, which is you, you go through this period of just self doubt, mm-hmm. right? Tremendous amount of self doubt out of just trying to be humble, out of trying to, you know, it's almost like, you know, blame worthy humbleness right Mm -hmm. now i don't know if that's the right term but that happens also right which is like this self-doubt creeps in or you know just out of being humble you're just like oh i don't know how to do anything
2: you're 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 actually you're pitiful and you're masking it in a virtue
0: right so so the the two questions i'd like to you know answer throughout this episode is you know what is confidence itself how how do we define it and you know what is praiseworthy confidence and what is
2: blameworthy confidence okay so I have a theory on this, and I hope that you both like think about it with me here and, and and add or subtract or whatever. But here's my theory to confidence, and you could call this the science of confidence. And I think that you're going to agree. You're both going to agree, and you realize you're like, wow, this was actually so logical and so commonsensical. Yes, that's here? what you call confidence. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> All right. So, how do we use confidence? in a sentence right i believe the phrase he is confident is actually doesn't do justice to what confidence really is rather the right way to use confidence is he or i or she am confident in something right so confidence is not just a personal trait right it has to be linked to something he's confident in plumbing he's confident in his ability to fix the sink he's confident in his ability If we take a look at confidence from that perspective, that it is not just a personal trait, it is a personal trait linked to something. That thing is an action. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I would definitely agree. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you just mentioned, there are certain things that everybody like. When somebody says, "Oh, I lack confidence," I mean that's not true, right? You might lack confidence in a certain thing,
2: correct? But for example,
0: yeah. it's not nobody lacks confidence in. Maybe they do, but most people don't lack confidence in you know walking up to a a a, a coffee shop and ordering coffee. Mm-hmm. They're confident that they can order yeah. the coffee, correct? Right. But
1: they, you know what? They may actually get a little like anxious just talking to that person behind the counter.
0: Of course, of course, right? Um, but. Uh, just just a general example yeah. but let's say you know no, you know most people you know feel confident walking from one side of the room to the other mm-hmm. right obviously there's some people who can't but most people right mm-hmm. so like you said I think it's uh there has to be that in you know what what are you confident in right? good
2: so that's step number one that's link number one now we start working our way backwards if confidence is in an action or an achievement Right. That's that's part two that it's the, the blank is an action or an achievement. So you're not confident in, you know, your height, for example, you're confident in your ability to shoot baskets. Right now. Point number three. Now, now that we've said that point two is an actually an action and an achievement. Point three is all actions and achievements are perfected or you reach a state of excellence through practice. Right through practice through multiple repetitions of going through something and practice okay is only a result of discipline patience resilience knowledge study and effort yep yeah.
0: but what about natural like
2: ability natural okay that's a good point now will is greater than skill 100% of the time will beats skill all the time someone with skill cannot go without la he cannot go without these things someone with pure innate skill will not be successful unless he also practices what we're saying right here discipline practice patience resilience knowledge study effort right sacrifice someone with a ton of skill but he does he tr- he thinks that his skill can allow him to skip this list right here he's not going to get anywhere right and there are a ton of people examples of highly skilled people that are much less uh, achieved, they're less uh, successful than people who have who have discipline, patience, resilience, knowledge, study, effort, and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Right, this list of things right here. Okay, now this list of things right here. I want to just take a, a couple break-offs. When it comes to these are some certain thought uh, little habits that a person can have. In order to have to uh, to practice properly, you have to focus. Focus should be on the list too, okay? In order to focus, you actually need to learn the skill of elimination of thoughts. Like, what is focus? Focus itself is not a thing. It's a negative. In other words, it's the elimination of excessive Distractions, thoughts, yeah. distractions. all right? So if, I, if I'm, if well, here we're doing this podcast, what does it mean that we're focused on the podcast? It means every time, we're not focusing on the podcast if the podcast is the only thing to do. We're focused on the podcast if... There are 10 distractions and we willfully shut them down, All right. If my phone goes off and I willfully turn it over and put it away. If I have food in front of me, but I, I ignore it. So focus is actually a negative act. It's rejecting thoughts. That's number one. Number two is when it comes to patience, it's the, be, it's, it's the idea of the power of yet, right? Like, oh, I didn't succeed this time, but I didn't succeed yet. Rather than saying, I didn't succeed, period. Well, why don't you why do you think you know the future? Why is this the end of life? Why don't you say I didn't succeed yet? So to always have this idea that there is something coming in the future, right? Like the success is gonna come. Because this is a formula that just never it never fails anyone. You cannot keep practicing at something and insisting upon it. Either one of two things is gonna happen three things is gonna happen. Either you're gonna die or you're gonna give up or you're gonna succeed. Right, Pro- provided that what you're trying to do is reasonable, right? Like any one of us right now, if he wishes to shoot a hundred free throws from a free throw line in a row, can do it.
1: You mean actually score?
2: Yeah, sc- shoot them and and score them. I can right? tell you, I can't do that. No, you can't do it now. But if you if you put your mind to it and you actually cared for it, right, and you put in time, you'll make it eventually.
1: You ever, have you ever heard of Shaquille O'Neal?
2: Yeah. He has these thinks like, like 49%. <laughs> yeah, I know. But just think about that. That is a reasonable goal. Okay, let's say, uh, forget 100, 97 or higher, right? Now, if you cared about it, which we don't, right? There's no reason why anyone with a brain and two working arms and two eyes cannot, within a decade, get it at least once. It's just, it's a routine thing, right? Your hand just moves in that motion. Yeah.
0: I, I think... Um I agree with you to a degree, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I wouldn't want to discount actual natural ability, right? Yeah. I'm a, Along with natural ability, also just natural, um, forget, you know, abilities, but f- uh, physical characteristics that you might have, right? A stronger person mm-hmm. might be able to shoot better than a weaker person, yeah. right? Uh, so I get your point, right? But... Specifically, the example of the the baskets, um, yeah. you know, because you you can weigh in like physical ability and, and, and physical yeah, it'll Im- there.
2: it'll improve it for sure.
1: Well, not only improve it, the person that has an innate an innate talent at something and also applies themselves will succeed more than the one who's not good at it and course, applies themselves. Of course, that's that's why you have people who are outliers who are, who are outstanding at something like the people that. So you take someone like a to continue the analogy, you take someone like a Michael Jordan. That guy worked hard, super hard, but also was super talented. Right? right. So somebody with talent and no work ethic is going to fail or come up shorter than the person with a work ethic. You combine the two and obviously then you have somebody who. who so, just, so then
0: how does that tie in, into confidence?
2: Though? OK, now we well, we're not saying even that No, just about on that point, we're not saying that you're going to be the legend and break all barriers. No. But Allah will not allow such a person to be a failure. Right. He's not going to be Michael Jordan, but he won't be a failure. Allah won't allow someone... Because these are laws, like spiritual laws of justice. It's actually all this will be a tafsir of Allah's divine name, al-'Adl, the fair, the just. Because from divine justice is that no one puts in an effort except he comes out rewarded. So again, there's only three possibilities. You either die or you give up or you succeed. Right? And like we said, like you may not succeed as much as the naturally skilled person, but Allah will ensure you're not a failure. Right? right. So now the fourth point this fourth point which I read this list here discipline patience resilience knowledge effort study focus etc sacrifice that is fueled by something else like why would you ever do this why would you ever put in the time why would you ever put in the sweat why would you make sacrifices it must be fueled by something else and that is certain things like love fear purpose meaning and belief right and the greatest of all of these the, the fastest is fear, but it's also quickest to die out, right? And the longest lasting is love, right? So love, purpose, fear, meaning, and belief are the things that drive <clears throat> the beginning of this whole chain of transmission, right? And which is actually love, fear, purpose, meaning, and belief oftentimes is destroyed when you heap success upon a person, right? Just for the by virtue of his birth, right? Right. Is actually a destructive force.
1: So, I've I've heard Shehno talking about how the people that he's seen in the spiritual path, the uh, the ones who have higher intelligence, you know, what we consider natural intelligence, actually have a harder time progressing than the people who are just hardworking. Yeah, and, and know some and have practical sense. Mm-hmm. Right. So, someone who uh, who's following the business. And he worked in his father's business since he was a kid. Yeah, that person actually does much better uh, in terms of spirituality mm-hmm. than the person with like three PhDs. Yeah, who and comes in. Parents or the, doctors. Because that person has taken easy routes mm-hmm. all his life. Because he can, he can, he can maneuver the basic world without much effort.
2: And, and what it does is it confuses a person's uh, chain of events. So the chain of events would be hard work results. And well, this person got it backwards. They got results. Now what do I do? Right. Live it up. So it totally confused everything.
1: That's why the kids of billionaires are usually useless. They're horrible. Right. Yeah.
2: Like uh this guy, James Dolan, right, owner of the Knicks. I mean, this team has been so bad for for since his since he took over. Well, this is a guy who in your in, is in Wayne's field of work, uh, his dad. He's oh, uh found cable fission, Charles Dolan, right? Mm. His son is a millionaire, right? Now Charles what was Charles Dolan though? Regular dude from Ohio. Oh, not just Moin's yeah. field. Moin's employer. Yeah, Comcast, <laughs> right? Sods <laughs> outside. Okay, you guys who pick up while I go get him. Inshallah. Yeah,
1: so so I think Moin to your point that yeah, natural talent is obviously going to put you ahead, but it could also put you at a disadvantage if it's if you, if you have too much of it in 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 the area that you're trying to excel in, right? Because you might think that. I'll settle for this mediocre, easy success rather than work than work hard to get like a, a, a bigger success. That said, I think we're deviating off the the thing because these are these are good goals, and this is a good uh, maybe pathway to, to achievement. Um, it is the right pathway to achievement. But some people, when you when we're talking about people who lack confidence, we're talking about people who might be like, "No, nah, I can't do any of that." Right?
0: Right. That that that's what I meant. Right? Which is, there's people who are in constant, you know, states of doubt about anything. And I just wanted to cover the topic in general because like, for example, there are people who are very confident in one area but not confident in another, right? And then how do you bring confidence to, to, to things in general, right? Yeah. And. And I'm sure there are areas in which, like, for example, when I'm talking about technology, you know, I feel confident about it. When I'm talking about the dean, I feel like I don't know what I'm talking
1: about, right? Well, Uh. so that stuff, you know, sometimes you shouldn't have confidence in certain things, right? And I'm not talking about your example, but like, say, say, uh, yeah, you know, you're talking, you have to give a presentation in your field. You feel confident that you know what you're talking about. Somebody asks you a medical question, you shouldn't feel confident answering that question. You should actually refrain from answering the question because you're going to do harm. You're not, you shouldn't. So confidence, sometimes it can be misplaced if it's, if it's not justified.
2: This is actually a complex that happens to people who are good in a field. They actually misplace their ability to do other fields.
1: This is why doctors think they can run every message. Yeah. Like, like running, <laughs> you, feel like you can't even run your practice right. <laughs> um,
2: restaurant owners, though, you know.
1: Well, because they know how to run stuff.
2: Yeah. Restu- I found restaurant owners. Listen.
1: Being good at biology and physics and math and chemistry is not the recipe for being good at managing. Managing is the recipe for being good at managing. Yes, (laughs) good.
2: Studying is not necessarily translate to managing at all, which is actually one of the things I realized is that the PhD caused me personally to be sort of dysfunctional in life. It's like anything that was happening, I had to analyze it and triple analyze it. And I started even not even knowing that you could actually make a decision in under 10 hours on yeah. something. Right? Had to interrogate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah, had to interrogate it, torture it, think about a thousand op Meanwhile, like some knucklehead, he just makes a decision. Well, by the time I make my decision, he's already 30 decisions ahead. Right. So I came to this conclusion of, <clears throat> uh, I think I told you guys before, the, of not reading. Right. Yeah. For like a decade, I didn't pick up a book. I'm telling you, except like Dini books here yeah. and there. You didn't miss out on much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um speaking of uh that uh idea of like making decisions i was listening to this one guy it's really weird uh what he does is he he's just like i think he's like like 29 30 years old just like typical millennial guy and he and he offers advice to people and and he charges for his advice Mm. just advice on random things right not legal matters or financial matters like just random advice um And he charges $5 a minute.
1: What is he, a life coach?
0: (laughs) He doesn't even call himself a life coach. He just... You just talk to... So people call him about their relationships. They call him about uh, just... Uh, like random haphazard things throughout their life sorry
3: what are his qualifications song you by the way (laughs) his qualifications
0: that's where i was getting to his qualifications are like null. he himself says i'm not qualified to give you any legal advice or financial advice it's just random advice
3: but people pay for it so he's like people pay for it you
0: you know why it's because they uh he listens to them and he's just like Go do this, and yeah. they're like, "Okay, I'll go
1: do that." I believe in this dude, by the way, because he's making three hundred dollars an hour for no reason. Yeah.
0: So, so people will literally come to him. I li- actually, he, he, they played back like one of his interactions with this girl, and she asks about like, so she was, she was dating some guy, and she was infertile, right? And she was like, "How can I tell the guy? How can I tell him?" And you know, and she went through this like entire story for like fifteen mm. minutes. And then he was like, <clears> "She was like, What should I do?'" He's sex. like, "I think you should get get on the phone." And tell him,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: And she was like, okay, so she went and did that, right? And then, like, then she recounts like why, why she actually listened to him. She's like, well, it's because he just like told me what to do. You know,
3: as stupid as that sounds, right? Like, as dumb as and as obvious as that sounds, sometimes, like. You need somebody to just tell you to go do something, right? Like, because you yourself can't, like, internalize it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Somebody's like, look, this is what you got to do. You can't think straight right now. Just go do this.
2: There's also a value in strangers because sometimes family, they're too in, like, there's too much at stake. And the family can't even give good advice. Yeah. Like, some, no dad, very rarely is a dad going to tell his daughter, get a chura from that guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> but if you tell, <laughs> if you go and you ask an old lady on a stranger, uh, uh, old, a old stranger on a bus, right? And you tell her the story, and this lady's mind is completely clear. She's like, "Get divorce that guy."
1: By the way, am I the only mm. person here that's ever heard of an advice columnist before?
2: Because that's all this is. Yeah. Now, question. I mean,
1: well,
0: the thing is, before, yeah, you could write into advice columnists, but this, this guy just quicker. This guy just does it through text or something,
1: right? Yeah. No, so it's yeah, quicker, and you don't have to. And he's making more money than somebody that works for a publication where he's getting a paycheck <laughs> once a week
2: now this this guy does does he say does he listen and be all like corny like that or does he give a one word answer like text him
0: he literally will listen not ask too many questions and just tell you what to do (laughs)
1: listen you're paying
2: per minute Mm -hmm. my kind of guy yeah
1: Yeah. i like that guy (laughs) what's his name I, I, I Let's promote this. him. I, I think. forget. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> 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 However,
0: if anybody on this podcast wants to reach out to me, yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, any, for any non-financial, non-dean I mean, related, and
1: non-legal, <laughs> yeah. I do that already. Half of social media is people giving you advice you didn't even ask for.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> question though: do, is is there a liability on this thing? Does he have to get insurance for this? Mm, uh, I doubt <laughs> it. He probably just has a disclaimer. <laughs> and That's and something. is there a testimonials on his website that? worked out.
0: I literally think he just has a Venmo, and you send him the Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this guy's a genius. Man. But anyways, I, I I wanted to backtrack on the conf. I wanted to go back to the confidence discussion. Uh, before Sad was here, we were talking about you know how w- what you were saying, Doctor Sheddy. I mean, those are great points in terms of like you know defining theoretically what confidence <clears throat> is. But like one thing I really <clears throat> did want to answer is. Say, like, regular day-to-day things. If you say, you know, someone who is uh, lacking, you know, confidence, you know, what does that actually mean, right? Does that mean—and we touched on it last episode. That doesn't necessarily mean, for example, being introverted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you can have—you uh, can be a, a shy, timid, introverted person. That was Sad's issue, by the way. just kidding. <laughs> He uh, had a tick, uh, a nervous uh, tick. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. for, for example, Sorry. you can be uh, introverted, but you can have uh, praiseworthy confidence, right? I mean, these are... Uh, Very I, true. So there are, uh, if anything, right, that's a, that is a praiseworthy quality to be Very quiet, true. but at the same right. time, you know, <clears throat> speak out when necessary,
4: Very right?
0: Uh, so that's where... Uh, I wanted to touch on that you know what does it mean to actually be qu- confident does it necessarily mean being like this like extroverted outgoing person what how do we define that
1: one of the one of the most successful people i know in a in a what you would think is a conf- is a field that requires confidence sales right is also one of the least of verbose people i've ever met he w- he could sit in a room for full of people and not say a single word for two hours <laughs> right and he's actually but he's he's very successful at sales
2: I would put it as uh, earlier we were talking about how a a movie is just a bunch of pictures, right? It's a reel of pictures. So I think that confidence—it's always this theory, this chain of transmission of purpose, right? Purposefulness, action, and I know I can do this action well, right? But I think that a confident person is someone who has a whole reel of that. So when he puts his, uh, when he dresses, he believes that he can—he's dressing the best right now right? When he's walking, the way he walks, the way he walks to the mailbox, he's like totally focused and believing that I'm doing this the right way, right? But it's at the micro level, right? So that a person could actually slowly become confident once they realize that every action should be a question of, am I going to do this for real or am I not going to do this? Am I going to uh, give it half an effort? Or am I going to give it a full effort, right? Then it just becomes a constant Uh, repetition and over and over and over of I tried this and I actually succeeded and I tried and I succeeded and eventually he starts to take on a belief that he's successful now this I think is the problem many people think that's a good thing but I think that's the beginning of the end right because if you break the link between effort and success and you think success is because of you right you're going to have a rude awakening you might fool a lot of people in the meantime right you may fool a lot of people but it's going to catch up to you because this is the system that Allah created. Effort in, success out. And how, how do we do it as Muslims? Effort in, success out. And you have to become humble and put your neck, like the Prophet wasallam when he entered Mecca, he put his beard, was touching his chest. So he was lowering his head out of humility because as we would believe in the literalism of the Prophet's actions, that lowering your head is actually a way that will give humility to your soul. So, but I do believe that a confident person is merely someone who has repeated this cause and effect over and over. The more I put my mind to any, I can put my mind to anything and sooner or later, it might take me a decade, but I'll get the job done.
1: Well, you know, the other other side of that too, as well, is that, you know, when you measure success by results, um, you're measuring it by something that's out of your control. No matter what you do, Mm -hmm. what effort you put in, there's you could talk about the external circumstances but the reality the ultimate reality is that it's it's up to Allah what tawfiq you have in, in and in anything that you do and so i think that one of the things that i found beneficial to me is is to go into something knowing that this is Allah will will decide the result for me no matter what mm-hmm. i do my part i take the means by putting in the effort mm-hmm. and i try to do it with excellence and then i know that no matter what the result is i've succeeded because my success wasn't trying, right? And the result is with Allah. And if Allah gives me what appears to be a successful result, alhamdulillah. And if not, doesn't matter either.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, to that point, isn't that actually part of our like aqidah? That like every effect is is linked to a cause by God, right? Like God is the cause of any sort of result or effect. So right. in essence, anything that we do, anything that we try to do, what we achieve is not because of us at the end of the day. Yeah. So we believe that as a core kind of principle
2: already. And that's what's going to feed the humility, right? Okay. Because humility also needs to be fed. And I remember someone uh, who said, who, who stunk, right? And uh, he was walking in such a way, right? That was really humble, right? And then his mom said something amazing. He said, y- you, this is not humility. This is weakness. You have nothing to be humble about, right <laughs> it's true it's <laughs> very true Somehow like along. you have no what she you're not you're not no looks no muscles no <laughs> success right this walk is weakness Right, you have nothing to be humble about so they'll confuse weakness and, and Nietzsche made a whole thing on this right you don't confuse weakness with humility, with humility. <laughs> but so what is humility humility also has to have a driving force and the driving force is what he just said that like, sad just said that like, Everything is by a cause. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me the, the mind to do this, the thought to do this, the tofiqh, the time to do this, the lifespan to do this, right? And he warded off all the things that could have harmed me, that could have derailed me. And that humility is such an achievement that it requires humility. Yeah.
1: And yeah. this is how we avoid the arrogance, what wh- yeah. Maureen mentioned earlier, is just by knowing that this is not from you anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's two things I'd like to, 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 make, uh, to point here. Um, the first is, so I, I actually directly asked uh, Sheikh Salik this question when he was here. You know, I said, you know, should we go out in, for example, our jobs or the dunya, and should we, you know, be humble in what we do? And he actually, you know, uh, said, as a matter of fact, you should have a special type of kibber for the people of the dunya. Yeah. Right? Uh, because if you, and I'm paraphrasing, but I'm kind of quoting. This is how I remember it. Uh, if you give an inch of your, if you give an inch of the dunya to the kuffar, they'll take all of your akhirah. Subhanallah. Right, because, <clears throat> and and this is what it means to have you know praiseworthy, you know confidence, yeah. right? That, you're you know for example let's say you're at work or you're you're doing something related to your business. If you go to a job interview and say they say you know uh, can you do x y and z things and you're like eh, Alhamdulillah, I could try. <laughs> you're not yeah. getting the job, yeah.
2: right? And also, I think that he means something else, too. He means the fact that if they run your life, this is not going to spell be good for your dean. Mm. Right. When they run your life and like, you know, uh, like chaplains, for example, which there are some great chaplains Mm. out there. But the idea is that you have non-Muslims, actually. I mean, not not all the chaplaincy operations are like this, but a lot of them. Who are you reporting to? Right. So when you have a decision to make and, yeah, I got to do this or that. Who are you reporting back to? You're reporting to a person who doesn't share the same exact right belief about the Prophet's sanctity and Sharia's sanctity as you do. So that's why it's going to lead it astray. Right? Yeah. That's an example where if they run your life, mm-hmm. you're gonna lose your Dean and Dunya.
1: And and also we're not you know, this is we have our religion. This is not like I remember when I was a kid, uh the in Catholic school the Beatitudes, you know, Blessed are the meek, blessed yeah. are the poor that's not our
2: do- That's not our Dean. This is a great marketing scheme for the rich to, <laughs> to have everyone saying that <laughs> while he takes in the money, right? right. <laughs> now I have another point. Uh, one of the things in the equation of effort begets a result is that you start realizing that, like you said earlier, like said it is action that gets you results. It's not theory that gets you results. Right. So when these big time successful p- people show me one of them who is verbose, Show me one of them who's theoretical, who's Mm -hmm. abstract, right? All of them are like reducing the matter to what, where is our action in this? Where are we the subjects of the sentence, right? And then what do we do about it, right? So I find all of them to be very concise in their speech, and all their speech is practical and applicable actions that you could do tomorrow.
3: And to add on to that, sometimes you find that the people with the most to say are often the least confident, yeah. Right and and there's a there's a line from like a Sheikh Hamza Yusuf lecture where he says um, he hates when people say in my humble opinion right like he starts ragging on this right for <laughs> for like a whole minute he's like there's no such thing as a humble opinion you don't offer your opinion as a humble thing that's true right like yeah. it's it's always almost as a demonstration of like hey this Expertise. is what I think about this yeah. right exactly yeah. so I just wanted to add on to that and yeah
2: a, and I also find that these um, uh, academics. Right in the PhD uh, programs, in the in the seminars and all that stuff, and these people, right, they 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 have a weakness towards any uh, idea, like right? any critique, where they cannot dismiss something as nonsense. Right, they have. To, it's almost like you lack the confidence. You imagine that that thing is someday going to come back to haunt you, or you imagine that everything, just because it's an idea, it must be taken into consideration. Yeah.
0: I mean, to follow up on, on the idea of, I think, what Alex said earlier, I think the core of where confidence comes from, and I think the opposite of confidence is fear, right? And it's it's tackling what fear is as well, mm-hmm. right? Because most people, right, it's, it's often not uh, that they, for example, let's say, you know, someone's uh, lacking confidence in giving a speech or lacking confidence in, in taking a test, the driving for you know force behind that is really fear right fear of failure fear of failure right fear of being wrong fear of you know uh, embarrassment fear of whatever it might be but it's fear of most of the time it's fear of the dunya right
2: i have a, my idea about this is that fear is of all those things but those things are the end results but what's the actual cause of those things fear in your lack of preparation right it's fear in your lack of preparation for this moment right so I mean sports is the best analogy for these things because we see the the result right in front of us in an objective thing with numbers right so and they either make the shot or they don't but people who choke they're not prepared for the moment right Mm -hmm. and people who succeed like one of the best responses of like what is a clutch player a clutch player is someone who has practiced the thing so much and he's simply capable of repeating the same thing when it really matters Right? But it's the same thing.
1: Do you know the other characteristic of a clutch player? Yeah. Is that he wants he wants that all moment. of it on him. Yeah. He wants to be the one to take the shot because he doesn't believe that he can fail. Yeah. Right? And for the Muslim, for the mu'min the, the 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 correlative of that is failure is not in my hands. Mm-hmm. Right. Just have to do it. Yeah. When you don't fear failure, because it's not that failure is not an option. It's that there is no failure. There's only what Allah has preordained. Mm-hmm. Then you don't have that fear anymore.
2: Well, you know what? My one of my the most beautiful things about Islam is that Salah teaches focus. Right. Salah teaches you eliminate. And we said b- sad before you came in that focus is nothing other than a negative act. It's eliminating thoughts such that you focus on one on one thought. So what is Salah? You're constantly eliminate all thoughts. That's why I think people who do dhikr seriously, they're going to succeed at anything. Because if you got to study something, you get into zones. People do dhikr regularly. They get into zones, really deep zones, right? Like when you're doing dhikr, you get into such a deep zone, right? That if you were to apply that energy to anything else, right? You would go really deep into it, right? You should go really deep into it. So the idea of uh, clutch playing is or or, or performance is elimination of thoughts. And don't try to do something you never done before. Don't try (laughs) to do something you can't do. Just do the thing that you've been practicing all year long or or your whole lifetime. That's really all it is. Eliminate the moment and repeat what you've been doing. You have something to say, Sam?
3: Yeah. So I was going to, just to add on to the point about focus, even uh, in preparation for this, I did do a little bit of preparation for this podcast, yes. <laughs> which is, which is you know, a very rare occurrence. But in preparation for this, so I was searching, um, like, advice that people give about this, this subject, right? About confidence and what to do in certain situations when people are feeling confident, right? Or, or not feeling confident. What kind of advice do the so-called experts give? And you'll notice that even, like, the secular, just straight... Uh, non-religiously affiliated people the advice Mm -hmm. that they give is always along the lines of like oh you need to practice mindfulness and you need to Mm -hmm. do all these things which to me it's like that's just the secular version of like prayer right and 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 focusing your energies and eliminating all these other things all these other thoughts and all these other uh streams so so you'll find that even among like expert uh advice.
2: And I wanted to say another point is that the issue of confidence as the issue of happiness, as the issue of loneliness that we discuss and depression and all these things, if you notice all throughout the world, all throughout time and place and all through different religions and peoples, there are people who master this. Why? Because these are self-evident realities, right? These are self-evident things and that all that a Muslim will do is he will look for that in his, uh, look for some guidance in the Quran or in the hadith or in the sayings of the ulama that give you some guidance on this, right? And and that actually amplifies your ability to use it and, and not misuse it. So I think like logic, confidence, uh, fighting off depression and sadness, these things are self-evident. A lot of people can have them. has nothing to do with, Is not limited that knowledge to revelation. However, revelation, the sunnah, will show you how not to misuse it, right? And how to amplify it and extend it. So that's the one point the other point is that uh just to give an example of 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 confidence success effort, and and stuff is that knowledge is really important in these things i i was last year i was a coach for soccer i was an assistant coach now the head coach he would rally the team he's like all right guys let's go who are we we're the panthers right and all this and i'm thinking to myself what is this going to achieve right this is just exciting the kids, waste their energy, and they go out and they get depressingly defeated. So, <laughs> I would then after I hope I hope he doesn't listen to this thing, but I would then take let's say the forwards, right? You can't you can't. It's hard to manage 12, 20 or twelve kids, right? So I will just take two kids, right? I will take the two forwards first. I pull them aside. I said, "Listen, I'm going to give you one job, right? Your one job is whenever you t- pass this line with the ball, I don't want you to pass, shoot, whatever the thing, something doable." right? And I'll pull one defensive kid. Say, you got one job, right? You got one job, which is stop number four, right? Stop him. Okay, Get up. If you fall, get up. This is your job. So, Because I can only focus on 12 kids. I'll focus on two or three. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And then I'll spend my whole, the whole game focusing on those two or three kids, right? We got a ton of results, right? But what did that other coach do? Let's have fun. Let's be the Panthers. Who are we? Let's play like Panthers. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a bunch of... No-. And, and here's the amazing thing. If you ever watch miked up videos of actual professional sports, there are coaches who do this to this day. Who are we? We're the Rams. Let's play like a Ram. Go out there and play like a Jet. This is nonsense, right? And this is why these teams lose.
1: Well, you know those guys. Those guys are the, they're the head coach. They yeah. have you know they have the special teams coach. They have the. The defense coach. They have the online line coach. They have yeah. the, the receiving coach, mm-hmm. right? They have the ba- the they the coach the back, coach. the quarterback for the coach, like a so, mouthpiece coach, helmet coach, water coach, right? So those guys are focusing on skills, and 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 it, his job is just to you know Pe- pepper uh, out, <laughs>
2: cheerleading.
0: So then you know one thing that I, I'd like to say on on top of the fear thing. One, it's realizing that. All actions, you know, the, the success of, of those things is, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? And I, and I think a lot of times people can be prepared for something but still have a lack of confidence. You know, so then why is that, right? So, for example, take people who are very prepared for an exam, right? Or very prepared for anything in, in life for that matter, right? But they still feel that they are unable to do it. There are, there are plenty of people who are very good at what they do but constantly doubt themselves, right? Why is that, right? Um,
1: now, so that's a, that's an interesting point. Um, and before I, before I move off of this, remind me that I wanted to say something else. But to that point precisely, those people need to just look at what's been happening, right? Because if they're very good at something, like I'm the top whatever it is, attorney, top salesperson, whatever it is in my field, right? Or I'm one of the better ones. Why don't you... Just look at your past results and understand that there's something deeper going on there, right? Because if you're always winning and you're still like, I'm going to go out and lose, like something's wrong with you, yeah. right? May, like, yeah, there's the a disconnect between reality and what your expectations are.
0: But what if they don't have historical results? Well, then they're, then they're not I good
1: really at know. what they're doing, are they? <laughs> True.
0: I mean, well, for, let's say, for example, I mean, there are certain things that don't necessarily have like historical results, right? Say, I don't know, uh, someone could necessarily like there's basic things for example giving a speech like okay yeah you can give a speech if some just like they're so he might not have given a speech before or she might not have given a speech before yeah. but they're clearly like capable of giving a speech
1: Allahalam, right because that's a circumstantial thing like they might be intelligent they might be uh, articulate they might have good ideas once you stand up in front of a bunch of people and you and even then is it a group of your peers? Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Is it a group of managers in your in your company? It's more nerve wracking. The audience. Are you are you standing in, in, on the minbar? That the tremendous mm-hmm. weight of that. that you're yeah. responsible for these people's Friday prayer. Subhanallah. That you, no matter how good you are giving a speech, you're gonna, yeah. you should feel nervous. And then about that.
0: and then there's also the opposite example, right? Where there's people who are trash at things, yeah. Mm-hmm? Yeah. but still continue. Well, yeah. it's there's an effect. Confidence. Well,
3: well, there's, uh isn't there like a? If, isn't that described in? Um, like with a term like I don't know psychologists have some term for it for people who grossly over inflate what they can do and people who grossly o- under inflate what That's they can isn't do isn't that
2: extrovert introvert <laughs> 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 um, he, every, everything is just
1: that dichotomy now the thing from that now, I want from now on <laughs> everything is going to be that dichotomy <laughs> yeah man introvert extrovert <laughs> the thing that I wanted to mention before I, before I moved off the, the, the after now answering that this is, is listen one of the one of the most practical things that anybody who's listening to this can do is look just look at the first Hikam of Ibn at mm. And um, Aisha Bully trans- has a translation of it on her website and also the translation of the commentary of Ibn Ajiba, mm. which is very good. Just look at that, and you're going to find out a lot of answers as to what you need to do, what's going on, and why you're either having mm-hmm. success or not having success, and whether that even matters in terms of your confidence in what you're, what you're achieving. Maureen, yeah, mm. go ahead. No, go ahead.
3: Uh, Maureen, what you were talking about, apparently psychologists call it the Dunning-Kruger effect. Which is? Which is, it's a cognitive bias in which people of low ability have illusory superiority and mistakenly assess their cognitive ability much greater than it is.
1: How, I think how <laughs> overconfident
3: are the two people that <laughs> name this <Yeah>. after <laughs> themselves? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, let's name it after ourselves.
2: Okay, Re- read the thing. It's not something you would want named after yourself. It's a negative, right? right? Yeah, go ahead. So read it again.
3: So it's a cognitive bias. And granted, this is in the field of psychology, so who knows what is, you know, what is real and what is not here. Yeah, but, which, yeah. <laughs> but it's a cognitive bias in which people of low ability have an illusory superiority and okay. mistakenly assess their cognitive ability as greater than it actually is. Oh, this is.
2: is a good thing. This is not about people who, what Moin said earlier, is some people are very prepared and good, but yeah. lack confidence. This is the opposite.
3: This is the opposite. These people who are really, like he said, like really bad at <laughs> at oh. what they do, and they mistakenly think that they're really good at what they there, do. There's do something think?
2: about that, yeah. There's, you, uh, Like
0: most people who give the khutbah. <laughs> <jump>. <laughs> <laughs> there,
2: there's something about that, that people who are actually not that bright. They don't see the limits hmm. of the great horizons of what they're going about to do, right? But I've, I would believe that they end up failing, right? Because they, they're they so ignorant, they don't see how expansive and how complicated what they're about to do is. So with their stupidity, they think they mastered it. And they also call this the moron, moron syndrome. The, yes, the, the wise <laughs> The wise idiot. Is that what they say?
3: Because that's ex- that's basically what the next <laughs> sentence is. Oh. <laughs> it's... Um, the uh illusory superi- superiority results from an internal illusion in people of low ability yeah. that is the miscalibration of the incompetent stems yeah. from an error <laughs> about the self yeah. <laughs> whereas the miscalibration of the highly competent stems from an error about the others so this yeah. is basically what you said yeah yeah, yeah. um i
0: don't know if uh, elias was looking for it but the 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 hickam Mm. That uh, he mentioned is, you know, that the first hikam of Ibn Atta'illah is one of the signs of relying on one's own deeds is the loss of hope when a downfall occurs. Yeah. Right.
2: Um, But yeah, I, I just can't see how someone can do an action, succeed at it, do it again, succeed at it, do it again, succeed at it and still be nervous. Right. I can understand a little bit of butterflies, but feel lack of confidence, inability that's something is that really does that exist? That's a good point.
0: Well, there's there's a difference, right? Between, I think uh, for example, there are people who do have that feeling. I, I know I have it myself, right? So for example, and, and I think most people who ever give a speech or give a talk, every time I turn on the mic and turn on the podcast, you know, people hear my voice and think I'm doing the hosting. I mean I, I get nervous every time I turn it on. That doesn't mean I stop doing it. Yeah. That doesn't mean I lack the 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 ability to do so, but you know, do I am am I like all, ready to go every single time? No, I think, and I, I I forget who said it. Um, but somebody said, you know, the difference between successful people, um, and you know, and not successful people is both of them have doubts. Yeah. Both of them feel that they can't do it, except the successful do- ones do it anyway. I know what their mm. quote is. That right, something I think like I sent this. it to. you I think you you it, might have sent it goes it
3: you. um. It goes. the difference between a beginner and an expert is that the beginner that the expert has tried has failed more times than the beginner has tried. Mm,
2: I like that. Yeah. It's also very similar to that is Wayne Gretzky's famous quote. You miss every shot that you don't take, take. (laughs) right? It's very similar to that. And also think about the intensity of trying something. Oftentimes nervousness, a person will try something and retain nervousness. This is worse, right? Because when you do something and you're nervous, you're actually, you can injure yourself, right? You can embarrass yourself, right? So there's also a psychological leap that needs to be made, and it needs to be made based on a calculation in order to justify doing something intensely with strength. And that calculation is as follows. Either you're going to do an action, either you're going to succeed or you're going to fail. If you're going to fail, right, you may ask yourself, maybe I failed because I didn't try hard enough, right? So let's eliminate that. I'm going to succeed or fail either way, right? So I might as well go super hard at it or not do it at all because that way I'll eliminate, I'll have more knowledge at the end of the day, right? At the end of the day, I'll have more knowledge. So if I if I go 100% in something and I fail, then I know that it's not because of the lack of effort, right? It's not because I, I gave it a, a lukewarm effort, right? So if I'm failing either way, I might as well, You know, put all my eggs in the basket for this five or you know fifty-minute operation that I'm going to do, so that now I know exactly what's going to happen. You know, does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's like because you have to try with intensity. You can't try with nervousness.
1: So if I was going to outline what we've done so far, which it's if you're lacking confidence in something, you have to put in the effort. Make sure that you're not just being lax about it. Whatever the thing is, have trust. Rely on Allah and know that the outcome is only with Allah. And uh, if you if you find yourself uh, not succeeding in something, don't give up. This is a hadith. Mm-hmm. This is a hadith. Yeah. Al mu'minu kawiyu. Yeah. Right? So the, the strong believer is better and more beloved to Allah than the weak, though there's good in both. Yeah. So strive for that which benefits, rely on Allah, and don't deem yourself incapable. And if something happens, that you didn't want, or vice versa, don't say, I wish that, such and such, because yeah. that's only, Iblis playing with you.
2: There's also something very important. There's a time to have reliance on Allah, and the time not to think about it. Right? And Hassan al-Basri, he said that he had met so many Sahaba, and he said, one of their practices was that in an action, <clears throat> they believed in themselves. When awaiting the result of the action, they believed in Allah. Mm. Right? Yeah. A- and, there is a wrong time to, to, to talk about Reliance upon Allah. Of course, we rely on Allah all the time, but there's a wrong time to talk about it. And that is in the middle of my action, right? When we're supposed to say, okay, listen, this is Allah has created it that if I do A, I'm going to get B, right? So let's do A properly. You don't say, well, if Allah wills to get B, because now you're throwing <laughs> doubt, right? Yeah. So you should say, yes, this is the right way to do it. The, the expected exp- result. This The experts have told us this is how we do it. Now we got to do it, right? And afterwards, you sit back and you wait for the result. And if something happens, they say, okay, now Qadr Allah. Not doing my... If you look at the Prophet, he said, tie your camel, then rely on Allah. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is the beauty of the Prophet's speech, sallallahu alaihi wa sallam. In such brief words, he was able to convey yeah. tremendous amounts of, of wisdom and knowledge. So that's exactly it, right? Rely on Allah. Be avid for that which benefits. That means work mm. hard, strive. <laughs> yeah, and it
2: starts Love with...
1: It starts with... The strong believer is better and more mm. beloved to Allah than the weak. So not strength of I can lift more weight. Yeah. Strength of character, of, of resolve, of, 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 of him, trying. Of himma. right. Yeah, yeah. of him, of irada, right? Yeah. So be avid for that which benefits and don't deem yourself incapable. Mm. This is in just in three short phrases yeah. he summarized what we've been trying to get at and for however long Four, we've been at it for right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, And this is, this is the beauty of our deen and it's the beauty of our Prophet sallam, as yeah. our example, as our prime example for every good and beneficial yeah. thing.
2: And you know this idea of butterflies in your stomach before something big, I actually believe that's also a motivator for doing something intensely. Because when you're going to do something, if you have butterflies, the only way to get rid of the butterflies is to just throw yourself into the action, right? So it actually feels better. It it removes the, the the pain of the nervousness. It makes you forget about all that nervousness. And at the end result, it's going to get you a better result anyway. Because either you're going to succeed or you're going to fail. If you're going to fail, now you know you didn't fail because of lack of effort, right?
0: Right. And 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 to 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 go just based on that, I, I think the the best example is this podcast itself, right? Um, there's I, I know Saad and I have asked each other many times. You know why you know, the podcast is successful or people listen to it. And, you know, could other people do this same thing? Could other people pick up the mic and, you know, start talking, you know, do research, put in the effort and, 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 and have a podcast successfully? Absolutely. Sure. Why not? Absolutely. Yeah. The only difference between us and other people who don't do it is they didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oftentimes, and that is the case between, you know, people yeah. who are doing things and people who are not doing things, right? It has less to do with skill and confidence and more to do with just sheer will and, and, and time, yeah, yeah, have and to have,
2: have yeah. tough sub, and you have to put in the time. Like, I read one time that the Beatles failed miserably their first couple outings trying to get on the British scene. They were relegated to working in a in Hamburg, yeah, a dark and lonely bar, right, in Hamburg, Germany, and they ended up working there for four years just to make the money. I and mean, they loved what they were doing, <clears throat> but what they didn't realize is that they actually got so good at what they were doing. Yeah, right. Because they're working every night. Because it was a low-paying job.
1: They were playing like six hours a night. Yeah, and cover songs. <coughs> yeah. So they were learning all mean? different. Meaning other other people's people songs. Other people. So they're okay, not just yeah. playing what they know. They have to play what other people wrote, uh, which means you have to learn all of that.
2: Yeah. So so those those t- that time in uh, Germany ended up becoming their practice, right? Which is why actually sometimes the thing that needs to marinate, right? And you need time, and you need sabr.
1: This is yep. this is. I know that I've been harping on it, but this is why I think that teaching the seerah in a really formal, uh, rigorous way is amazing. Mm. So, just to give a, a, an example of this perseverance, when the Prophet sallallahu was Salam making dua that Allah strengthened the the the, the 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 Muslims either with Abu Jahl mm. or Umar bin Khattab this was at the sixth year of the of the message, mm. right? So they had three years of like a. a it was like private dawah mm-hmm. and then three years of public dawah. Mm-hmm. Sayyidina Ahmad finally converts. He's the 40th person to, to accept Islam. In six years, the Muslims had just gained 39 followers, <laughs> right? Under intense pressure, yeah. under all kinds of astra- uh, of difficulties. Mockery. Yeah, it was just it was a horrible, horrible time for, for those first six years. And in that entire time, they didn't give up. When it was just a, a handful yeah. of people.
2: And, all, and that I think the idea of not giving up there are a lot of different challenges for everything but I think at the end of the day uh, love is the highest and the greatest and the best motivator for action for the logical reason that it never wears out right so love for the the action itself so let's say hypothetically you have challenges in a business well challenges you overcome them because you're afraid my business is gonna die I need to survive okay fine now you succeed Here's one of the biggest things that messes people up. The new kid on the block comes with a better business mm. and everyone goes to him. Now you have two choices. You gave up, you're going you're gonna to give up, you're going to fold and give up or you persevere. But what is the motivator of someone, right, if their ego is too big to handle what's going on and it outweighs their love of the bit of the trade, right, or of the craft, he gives up. So that type of new kid on the block comes in. He is a test of whether or not you truly love the craft or you love yourself and what the craft is giving your ego, right? That's a great test. It's a tough test, but it happens. Okay. And then there's a lot of other tests. All the tests of success will test you whether or not, again, are you willing to trade what you love for all these riches, right? And if you say yes, then you're going to give up, right? And you just cash out. Like all these fools like uh, Jeff Bezos, he's now trying to be Hollywood. He's trying to be Mr. Hollywood, showing up at all these parties and stuff and leaving off what he loved, which is running this business, right? So if we go, always go to focus back on love of the craft itself, it will be the source that will get you through all these hardships. Now, uh, Steve Jobs had a good point in this. Steve Jobs had a lot of things that were unnecessary right uh that he like added embellished he was like over the top guy but one thing that he had is that he faced a really tough test where he was rendered to be like irrelevant at one point in computing yeah he was yeah he made it in pixar and everything but uh bill gates like took him to town he destroyed him there was a time no one in america you could ask the average guy who's steve Jobs. no one knows Right. right But yet he had such a love and a passion and a belief that in, in, in his way of doing computing and uh, making computers that he actually survived through that. And just by surviving through that tunnel where he was complete, like 1995 Steve Jobs, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> even used he, used to run got, he got kicked out of Apple yeah. between 1985 yeah. and 1996 yeah. or something. Like he got kicked out in the <laughs> late 80s.
3: Late 80s. And then they brought him back on in late 90s because they realized that they were doing even worse without yeah. Him.
2: And, and But what was he doing in that time period? He did like Pixar. Like yeah, he you're did saying, Pixar. He had a so that company
3: called like or Nex, It was, was trash. Was like, yeah, it was really not yeah. special at but all. But
2: he actually, what to me, what that says is that he didn't just fold up and go crawl away because Bill Gates beat him, right? right? He actually just loved the job. He loved the, the field. Love is the greatest motivator.
1: You know, I'm glad that you brought up these business uh, examples because there's one other thing that we can take from the corporate world that... Um, it applies to to human growth, and that's the idea of growth. Yeah. Right. Companies don't stagnate. Mm. There's no such thing as we're a hundred b- million dollar company, and next year our goal is to be a hundred million. Mm. You can't. Mm-hmm. If you're not growing, your company's you're going, going down. down. Yeah. And this is the same thing with the human being. You've never achieved enough in terms of Dini stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, I pray enough, mm-hmm. or I do enough dhikr every week, or I I, I memorized enough quran or i know enough hadith by memory that i can stop now yeah and what i have i can just coast on that
2: one of the one <laughs> of the beauty beautiful things about surah al-fatiha is that the surat al-mustaqim comes from the word qama the root qama means to be upright right so the surat is is not a flat path like a flat road because you could hit the gas and then take your foot off the gas and coast mm-hmm. or stop yeah Right and, and you'll be at that point. However, the path is upright like a hill. You cannot take your foot off the gas. If you take your And, and that's why the uh, Prophet said, go slow. Because if you go really fast, then you get tired, you're going to come crashing down. So you have to go slowly up the path. Right, Your foot has to stay on the pedal. Ibn Qayyim puts it in a scary way. He says, every single day that's over your rank has increased or decreased with Allah. Exactly. That's really scary.
1: So you, you need to feel more confident about something or you're, having, you feel, you're feeling like a little like, oh, I don't know. Just know that every single day you should just do a little bit of improvement. Yeah. You'll get the positive feeling of having improved. Like, I'm not even kidding. If you memorize one word in, of Quran, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that I'm going to memorize this surah. I can't do a whole. I can't even do a whole ayah in one shot in mm. one day. But I can do this word and yeah. then the next word. And pray with it all day. Yeah, and then day. the next word. I can I can do these two words together, and then the third day I can do these three words in a row. And eventually I'll learn a whole ayah, and then I'll learn the whole surah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I mean, to go uh, follow that up. I mean, a lot of you know conventional like these motivational speaker advices is to start small, mm. right? The the meme that's out there. It's a famous meme now is right. instead of, you know, uh, I think it's from Jordan Peterson, right. Instead of like going out to, you know, save the world, just clean your room, <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Start, start, start with, with your something. room. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's, it's, it's funny and it's a meme, but I think it's brilliant. Right. Instead, because once you clean your room, Right. Then you can begin, you know, people, he says that, you know, people in your families are going to notice that, you know, you clean your room, you're going to have opposition. Some people are going to be like, why are you cleaning your room and you're not cleaning the house? Now, at this point, you're cleaning the rest of the house. Yeah. Once you start cleaning the rest of the house, you're cleaning the rest of your family. Once mm-hmm. you start doing that, I mean, it's it's a gradual effect, right? And and I think it, it goes to anything in life. I, I know I've personally noticed it many, 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 many times in my life. If you try to do one little thing. In repetition for an extended period of time, you'll get tr- a tremendous amount done versus trying to go hardcore at the gym for the first two days, wiping yourself out, and then you don't yeah. go out for six months, right?
1: The other thing that's brilliant about three years a month. <laughs> the other thing <laughs> that's that's brilliant is that it has two meanings. It's it's exactly what you said, but it's also a, a deterrent to this to to the uh, the done wafer effect or whatever yeah. whatever <laughs> that was called that Sad brought up the right? stroop waffle effect, <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> whatever we call it, whatever, which is. He was he, he. also says that about people who are like, we're gonna go out and we're gonna make justice and we're yeah. gonna change. How are you gonna achieve anything? And you have dust bunnies under your bed. <laughs> like, you're you can't function and you don't do the basic stuff. So why are you? Why do you believe yourself capable of doing anything big? Yeah. First, prove to yourself that you can do. Most of these bunnies.
2: people have not paid a bill in their life. Yeah, of
3: right. And not only like, not only can like. Uh, whether or not they can do it, whether they can stick with anything <coughs> that they do. Yeah, like it's the consistency too. behind it. Exactly. It's a lot easier to, like Moeen said, it's a lot easier to go to the gym one day, wipe out, and then never go again for yeah. the next three right. years than it is to do
1: uh, like 10 push-ups a day. Exactly. Right? And
3: start with that and do that every day. At least that's a foundation you can build exactly. upon. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So this is not just advice on how to achieve things, but it's also advice on don't be stupid. You're not yeah. capable of it. And prove, it to yourso- prove to yourself that you're capable. Yeah. So. It's not just, well, if you go little by little, you'll build up. But also, how, how do you know that you can achieve something great? Start with the small stuff mm-hmm. and prove to yourself and have successes. That you can Because having something. successes builds up that confidence. Yeah. So that's the other thing we should be telling people. Try something small. Get some success. Get the taste of it. Repeat it. And maybe you'll feel better about whatever it
2: is that you're not feeling good about. And the, well, there's two couple things here. There's one thing about succeeding. The other thing is staying successful, mm-hmm. right? And I think staying successful ultimately goes back to the the origin which is what is your purpose what is your love like stay focused be and be humble and one of the things that may ruins people's achievement is imbalance right imbalance in life will ruin a person's achievement so if you're not balanced in life you don't know when to stop you don't know when to go home right you have nothing to correct you if your ego gets big like for example community for us is a balancing thing i can go to the masjid if I was feeling good about something that I did, I go to the masjid and I know that there are people who pray all the salah there, every day I see them, who think that I'm the biggest negative in the community, right? <laughs> oh, wow. there, there, is an, there is a couple older men, there's one older man, I don't know what it is, he just loathes me, right? And he'll give me salams, but every once in a while, he'll give me a jab, right? One time I came in for Aisha, I came in late, right? He's leaving. He's like, you're coming for Fajr Aisha. <laughs> 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 and I've, uh, I've come to realize maybe Allah has put that into this person, right? Because just think about it. If you're like talking to all these students and their students' parents or the students themselves, right? They're always going to say something nice to you, right? Now, this man, he needs to even it out. <laughs> right? he, he needs to neutralize the equation, right? <laughs> so he's always there either giving me a look, ignoring me completely, always something negative with this man, right? So uh, balance is the key. And a lot of these people, they ruin their careers within balance. I'll tell you who ruined his career and legacy just on a superficial secular spot, Michael Jordan, Right. Why would you come back after that finish I thought, I thought and play were, oh. for that ridiculous team, right?
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say that Smollett guy, whatever his name is. Who is that? J- oh. That guy, Smollett. guy never had a career. <laughs> oh, that's, my
2: God. it's another can of worms. But think about how many great people, they go out on top, they just can't stop. They had no balance in their life. They can't stop. They had to come back, right? Yeah. And they ruin it, Yeah. right? They had to throw sand on. They couldn't stop. The answer is they could not go home. I remember I had a management book when I ran the... Uh, I ran it for one year in 2007, right? And I I knew nothing about management. So one of these mentors, he said, get books on management. You sell these things at the Staples or the Copy Center, right? So I picked one up that I liked because it had a title and had like three sentences on the title. So one of them was, go home. And it told the story of successful people in their businesses. They'll do their thing. They'll go home. Hmm. Then the other people they they have no balance in their life so they stay around they gossip they get themselves in trouble and they forget the real job right so this idea of go home right it's stuck because these people had no balance you know and
3: i think part mm-hmm. of that is because there is a distinction between like being passionate about something and being obs- obsessed about something yeah right and and when you get obsessed about something then you you can never switch it off right it's yeah. just always on and that, mm-hmm. al- that also can lead to burnout in, in different ways and other negative consequences.
2: And you know who had a, a, is a, a pure psychological case is Richard Nixon. Yeah. This guy, he won. He's on top. He won the second presidency. What is it that was gnawing in his head and what was the cause, right, of his obsession mm-hmm. and not just follow the protocol that goes with every scandal? Fire one person, fire two people say the truth about it right and bury it and accept the two step backwards in your approval ratings and you'll make up for it later why was he so obsessed that he won't even take the two step backwards okay some knuckleheads in our thing yeah they went in and they stole
1: if you know anything about his biography he was always like second fiddle type of guy uh uh-huh. like when he was in college, even there's like there was like a college club it was almost like a fraternity, yeah and but it was like the successful you know good looking uh athletic guys, yeah, he formed his own club of like the really smart guys, but that were like kind of not socia- yeah. socially awkward not couldn't didn't get dates from, with girls weren't good. That's the guy he was. He got on the football team in his college, yeah. but like never played a game. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's that guy. So, so he I mean, had a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. yeah he couldn't. And he so finally not even the want, He
2: didn't want to give up an inch. Yeah. Whereas all he, that whole Watergate thing. I mean, I think all the political pundits say it. The historians <clears throat> say it. That was like a two week scandal. Yeah. It could have been over quickly. Yeah. Take two steps back, two step backwards. Everyone will forget about it. But no, he refused to give up that inch. He lost his whole presidency on the inch. By the way,
1: it's also the, the the he was carrying that chip even bigger after he lost to Kennedy because yeah. he was in many. He was in, in most ways like a better candidate. Mm, oh, yeah. But
2: oh, he totally got creamed on the image side. of things. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah.
1: Which is the thing that always he was like, I'm looking yeah. at my I do well on my tests. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to be very successful. Nobody wants to be my friend. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and his thing was that if it was a radio election, yeah, he wouldn't want it. Because he's Academy. the better debater. Yeah. He he also didn't have that uh if you look at JFK had a funny Massachusetts accent and a high pitched voice yeah. that does not do well on radio. Nope. Like if you put both on radio, I'll go with Nixon. Right? Sure. His voice is deeper, he's more confident, his accent is more middle, like regular American yeah. English, right? Whereas JFK when you listen to the pictures are great. But when you listen to him, it's sort of annoying it's like
1: by the way we could talk about this all night if you want yeah. <laughs> right there's the fact that nixon uh, that uh, kennedy grew up rich but rich from a guy that was a bootlegger yeah so like no baraka so like bad rich yeah right like and and you know richard nixon was like a regular guy yeah. he wasn't that super wealthy yeah
0: yeah but to correct <laughs> <back to>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh the the confidence thing and we'll, ra- we'll wrap up soon um th- and there there's actually a topic I don't know if you want to go down this rabbit hole. but it's, is it? But it's uh, something it's, – it's not related uh, to the
3: confidence the troop waffle effect? No, no, it's not related to the <laughs> – The small-it waffle <laughs> effect? To the,
0: to the waffle effect or whatever. But uh, um, so I was actually reading about, uh, you know, anti-vaxxers, like anti-vaccination folks. I think they're nuts. So so this is something I was thinking about. So I was reading this story about uh, this 6-year-old. He got tetanus um, – because you know his parents refused to get him, get him the Tdap vaccine, and he spent like 67 or so days into the in the hospital. And I was reading the the article, <clears throat> and. Uh, you know, afterwards, I was like really like pissed off at like anti-vaxxers. Right? Yeah. I was like, oh, these, mm. these guys are you know they're watching, they're putting up these YouTube videos. They're flat earthers. They're, they're like flat the, earthers. The flat yeah. earther anti-vax <laughs> people, nah. you know.
2: They're <laughs> 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 flat yeah, earthers, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No,
0: so, uh, so I was just really yeah. pissed. I was like, oh, you know, uh, why why don't people get vaccines? And and then a couple days later, I mean, yeah. Do you get a flu vaccine? I do not. No,
1: I don't. Why not?
0: Why well, I'm
1: just lazy. Is that it? No,
0: but I also think it's nonsense. Okay. Mm. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Not other facts. I don't know. No, no, no But so, so I felt I guilty. <laughs> so I felt, I felt guilty uh, for like uh, after like two days, and unfortunately it took me two days. But one thing I realized, and I, and I wanted to comment about it on the podcast, is nothing happens except by the will of Allah. Uh-huh, right, true. regardless of whether you get a vaccine or not, mm-hmm. right. So this one question <laughs> I had in my mind, right, because our aqidah, we 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 know that you know, regardless of whether you did something, Allah yeah. is is is, uh, you know, the He is the one who gives gives the cure, right. He is a shafi. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I, I was thinking about is, should I have any re- any reason to be like pissed at like anti-vax this vaccination uh... people, or should I be like, hey, you know, if if they choose not to take specific medication that kid didn't go through 67 days of difficulty because of his parents not giving him the vaccination he would have gone through difficulty anyway
2: no you're wrong about this no he would have went through it anyway but there is responsibility right right so yes he would have gotten six for 67 days you're right about that but would it be have been because of this neglect in
1: action well that's Look, that's the parents fault or oh, right. would have been because it was like a bad vaccine
2: it could have been a it could have been the wrong vaccine right mm-hmm. but so the this idea that there's a story of prophet musa alayhi salam where prophet musa alayhi salam was sick allah said to him take this medicine from the tree or he, he asked allah what is the cure from this he said the tree he went to that tree he ate from the leaves he didn't get cu- better so he said oh allah i'm still sick what is this cure he thought maybe he misheard or something he said it's the tree Allah said, it's the tree. He took the tree. He ate from the leaves again. He still didn't get better. He said, oh Allah, what is the cure for this? He said, it's the tree. This time he answered back. He said, I took it two times, right? But I'm still sick. He said, oh, that's the cure, but I did not administer it just by du'a. I wouldn't administer the cure by dua because if every prophet and Salih pray to me for cure, then who would employ the doctor? Mm-hmm. Right? So he said, It's the cure, but I will not cause the cure to take its effect just by you taking it. You have to go through the means. Mm-hmm. Right? So so trial and error is something that becomes a reason for Shari'i, shari, legal and Islam, sacred law uh, responsibility. So if I'm telling you trial and error every single time, people look both ways. The chances of them getting hit by a truck is 99%, uh, uh, one, is less than less than 0.01%. And people who do not look both ways, who go blindfolded across the street, it's 50% they're going to get hit.
1: This is a very interesting topic, right? Yeah. So there's a thing that happens. Every time, for instance, a safety measure is introduced into some kind of product, whether it's seatbelts, ABS brakes, yeah. um, the best example is, but this applies to all of these subjects, but the best example I can think of is parachutes, right? In the last hundred years, parachute safety has become it's exponentially better. The percentage of people who jump out of planes with parachutes and die has not changed. Seatbelts, everybody who wears seatbelts now, they're mandatory. They're, they're mandatory to be in cars. You're mandatory to wear them. This doesn't reduce the number of deaths from car accidents. Same with ABS brakes. There's a, there's a, a balancing that happens that every time humans introduce some kind of Safe. alleged safety measure, the it's so, what the what the kofar, uh like analysts say about it is, it's true. It's true. What the what the what the with the people who don't believe in God Kofar, analysts say is that oh it's because people then increase their riskiness, so like you have you know, abs they, brakes they so now you drive crazier it. or you're wearing a seatbelt yes. so now you drive wilder. I don't think so, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I'm not driving crazier because I, because my car is safe. I'm driving the way I'm driving, no matter whether I have a seatbelt in the car or don't. I'm just going to drive the way I drive, right? I'm not cutting people off like, thank God I have this safety belt and APS brakes. <laughs> <laughs> you are either a bad driver or I'm not. But there's uh, but the also an element of resp-
2: legal responsibility. It does. It does right. Exactly.
1: So the point is, however, if you don't put your seatbelt on, you don't get your brakes serviced, and you have an accident. You are going to have that accident. You are going to die mm-hmm. in the same numbers. By the way, this is across entire populations. However, you are an idiot in your re- legal responsibility and especially if you had your child mm-hmm. in the car and the car died mm-hmm. and the child dies
0: by by my uh you know story that i was saying you know it, like for, i'm not like an anti-vaxxer right
4: like, <laughs> <laughs> except for the, except for the flu pneumonia vaccines <laughs> that you never take well that doesn't necessarily
3: <laughs> so, mean he's anti-vaxxer he's anti vaccines. that means he just doesn't Lazy. take them <laughs>
1: uh, there's, there's different he doesn't believe in it uh, he's I, <laughs> I guarantee you doesn't he's believe. he's a in the flu vaccine <laughs>
0: I I have other vaccine vaccines. he's I, a vaccine. I I, I, I am anti flu vaccine yeah. and and this See? this previous flu season was proof of that because everybody <laughs> took the flu vaccine and got the flu. So, so, so
1: Maureen I I is, is, is pro <laughs> taking safety measures to protect his child. So <laughs> so which so is just, different from being but by the way, so are the anti vaxxers. All I want to. they think that they're protecting their children. It's not like they're like, I hate pharmaceutical companies and I want to give them my money. They think that the vaccines, especially in the schedule that they're u- that they're given, like twenty of them before the kid is one years old, that that actually is potentially or maybe even definitely harmful. And what they're saying is, I want to protect my child's health, and I don't really trust the uh, the government to give me the truth.
3: So the only thing I want to add to they might be wrong the discussion crazy. about um, you know like the seatbelts and safety measures and all this thing. The way I see it, I feel like you know we still operate based on knowledge about things, right? Like about the reality mm, around us. And so <clears throat> even vaccines or safety measures, right? To, at some level, they're informed by our understanding of how reality works based on, like you said, trial, trial and error. error, right? And so I don't think you can completely throw that out of the window when it comes to your day-to-day actions, right? Like of, of look, like these things... You know, we've, we've learned about these things and they, they may not be the complete picture and they may not be, you know, perfect solutions. But we still operate based on the knowledge that this is the best that we know right now.
2: I'll give you a Qur'anic example. Prophet Yusuf, salam, he, he had, mashallah, eleven son, 12 sons. Well, he subtracts Prophet Yusuf, he was in Egypt. That's 11 sons, right? Now, what exactly, uh, how many people in the past had 11 healthy boys? Do you know what that means for a man in the past? Allah. That's protection. That's offspring. <clears throat> that's wealth. That's one of them is going to be wealthy, right? Uh, all of these wonderful things. So don't you think that's going to attract hasad, right? Now, Prophet Yusuf alayhi salam is, is a nabi. In this case, he knew Allah's will. He knew that as soon as these 11 sons of his enter in upon the... Uh, Prophet Yaqub. Prophet Ya'qub, what was I saying? You said yes, uh, Prophet Ya'qub. As soon as they enter in upon in Egypt, there either hassan's going to get them. Something bad's going to happen. He knew it, right? But then he said, "Oh, my sons, separate. Do not enter from the same door. Just like separate yourselves. When you get there, separate yourselves." Now, then the verse says, and it is it is Ya'qub did knew he's not going to stop the plan of Allah. But this is something inside of himself, right, that he needed to fulfill. Because it's just like, if I was to tell you, if I you're you're gonna no, I'm not gonna say that example. Let me say, a hypothetical person is gonna have a car accident today, and he's he was with you right now. You, something in yourself would also tell you, listen, put your seatbelt on, right? Why? Just because so that you've covered all your bases. Put your seatbelt on. Don't text. Don't speed. You know he's gonna get crashed anyway. But it's at least you've done your legal responsibility. Because what you just said is what Sad just said is that. This trial and error, these basic norms in our orf of safety, customs of safety, right? We are legally responsible for. Yeah.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, like for example, you can't live life thinking that you know i'm gonna take this next step in the ground beneath me is gonna mm-hmm. swallow me whole because <laughs> theologically it's possible yeah right yeah. right Th- because that would be that would be living angry, in an absurdity in an absurd right like just thinking like oh you know like as soon as i like grab this handle to open the door the handle is gonna turn into a snake
3: right? not o- <laughs> not only that but then you start doubting things that Allah Himself has told us about, right? Like certain results or things that we can expect if yeah. we do certain things, right? Then you start doubting then you start casting doubt into that too. It's like, oh why, you know, why should I pray? Because I don't know what's gonna that, happen.
2: That's <clears throat> goofy. Right? right. That's exactly what goofy yeah. is.
4: Yeah.
0: But but to to that point I would also say, however, this is where I was thinking about it, you know, because I was like really mad at these like anti vaccination <laughs> people for like two days and I was like, <laughs> Man, they like messed up this yeah. poor kid. Yeah, and, yeah. But then I, I thought about it, you know but the truth of the matter is, yes, you know, they, of course, fine, the parents can be held responsible. But the truth of the matter is that, that whatever happens is by the decree of Allah, not by, you know, some, some material thing that, that, that was there, right? Uh, well,
2: I would say it's a decree of Allah with anger towards the cause or without. Like, for example, Sayyidina Hamza, he, pat, he was killed by the decree of Allah, yes or no? Of course, yes, right? He was going to die either way. What was the Prophet's reaction towards Washi? Don't show me your face. Right? Can't stand to look at his face. Why? He's a Muslim now, right? But, but still, he was the means. He was the means. So bad is going to happen. But don't be the means.
1: By the way, the best, the best summation of this that I've ever <coughs> seen is from Shaykh Abdul Rahman. Which is, taking the means is necessary. Denying their efficacy is necessary. Mm. Whoever, whoever denies the means has uh, rejected the wisdom of Allah uh-huh. and whoever relies on those means has associated partners with Allah yeah right. mm. beautiful there you go that's, that's it that's 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 the f- answer can you say that up. one more time yeah, that was yeah. a fantastic it's, <laughs> taking the means is necessary and denying their efficacy is necessary and whoever whoever denies the means has rejected the wisdom of Allah and whoever relies on the means has taken partners with Alan. So, oh, so no, no, no. that's, that's, a, that's that's a that's that's a really it. good Drop the, the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so
0: I think we can we can close on, on that soon, but I'd like to you know finally close it off on you know the idea of confidence. Is there any final last thoughts on that?
1: There's no vaccine for it. <laughs> 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 last thing
2: is just remember the system, right? Uh, focus and effort and persistence will produce a result you'll be confident in that matter right and a confident person is just someone who's done that on many different scales but it should be focused on confident in this right and slowly you become good at a number of things or even one thing is enough right but it's practice practice preparation persistence right yeah I think sacrifice
0: a, one thing A lot of folks Don't realize And I didn't realize It myself Is lack of confidence Is not praiseworthy
1: so No praiseworthy. It's, mm. right. I it's was not Yeah Well I, my final point Was going to be that It's borderline haram Yeah mm-hmm. Because the, the Muslim Has to Believe himself capable Has to ha- do things With Ihsan And has to Try to be an example To the rest of humanity We're only mo- The Muslims are only About one fifth Or one sixth Of the world's population At this point that means for every one of us, there's five people that can learn from our example. Mm-hmm. So what is our what are we doing if we're not if we're being weak meek. and meek yeah. and we're just like having no self respect and mean of, of the seven billion people, Allah has chosen you to be a mu'min. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What more do you Subhan. need to know that you've been destined for success? Subhanallah.
0: And right. and
2: I, and I will add to that that uh, all this hard work, sacrifice, focus, and don't think that Allah is stingy right? Yeah. Allah can give because He's generous. And so that, ask. And ask. So you may have reached a certain point and you wanted more. So just ask for it. Because Allah gives because He gives, not necessarily because you deserved it. Right. He, he gives because He's the generous. So you have to trust in that generosity of Allah Ta'ala.
3: And I also, you know, just w- one thing to add, I think one of the, the biggest deceptions of our society is that It's convinced even Muslims that they're somehow on an equal plane with everyone else right all things all other things equal right? Like if you go to work, you know You're you're sitting with your coworkers and you think oh well, you know like these guys know x y and z I don't know x y and z or they're an expert in this I'm not an expert in this at the end of the day You believe in Allah and and they don't so like that's something to be confident about in and of itself Like Alex was saying
2: many Muslims take the opposite They say okay he he knows this. Well, maybe I can compete, right. but I'm fasting, yeah. right? Yeah. As if this is a negative, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> As if, and he forgets who's supporting him, yeah. right? Right.
1: <laughs> you know, I just saw uh, just today, and I retweeted a hadith that uh, Sheikh Yasser, Qali, Sheikh Yasser Qali had had posted, which is the most stingy person is the one who doesn't even make daat. So, oh, right. And he was talking about, you know, you have to you have to make dua because it's the proper. It's not only. He says, not only that it's uh, it's necessary, but it's also the proper attitude with Allah, and it's a way to motivate you and make you strive towards mm. your goals. Don't just sit around like, well, oh, I yeah. take whatever Allah gives me.
2: And there's another thing for the people that are a bit down and out, is that uh, the best way to get yourself out is to focus on something other than your own misery. Focus on something, like you said, uh, clean the house, clean your room. Do a lot of dhikr. Do a lot of dhikr. Do I mean, dhikr. My, uh, get busy with something, and, and work is a great thing. If you can find a meaningful thing that you could work at, and struggle at it's a great way to push away sadnesses, right?
1: By the way, I gave this I gave this advice to the kids the other day, the like little kids at the drama at was if when you're when you're going to sleep at night, you know, you do your sunnah dhikr of thirty three subhanallah, thirty three Alhamdulillah, thirty four allahu akbar, then just do a lot of salawat, mm. right? Just I'll send salams on the Prophet. Yeah. You all that because a lot of people have this problem, right? Like the type of people we're talking about that like self-confidence or have some issues or whatever. A lot of times they're laying in the bed, and that's the time when mm. you know their mind is working. And Ooh, like, that's horrible! They're thinking about all the things that went wrong today and all the things that are going to go wrong tomorrow and all that kind of. How can you sleep? You can't. But if you just just make make the, the entire time, you will fall asleep fast. Mm. You'll get a good night's rest. You'll be more sleep. rested. And you'll fall asleep with praise of the Prophet yeah. on your tongue. So make a lot of dhikr. It's when you're stressed out, make a lot yeah. of dhikr. When th- good things happen, make a lot of dhikr.
2: And, and be able to shut off your mind. Yeah. It's so important to be able to just not think about what makes you sad. And I, mem- I know a man, we'll close with this because uh, no. uh, we're ready to close up. But uh, I knew a man who actually, uh, late in his life, had a miserable situation family collapse. Guy. now this man he decided to flee from his problems it was you know that when you have problems that are so bad there's no way to fix this thing there's no way to put the pieces back together that's when it gets real bad so he fled he joined one of these groups these help groups he said i'll join you for free <laughs> right you just pay feed me and drive me and, and take me where so he got him a plane ticket he would work like at admitting uh crisis centers right all over the world where crisis were happening and they're like working for free Right, he's like, I'll work for free. He worked for free for like a year, just eating and drinking. Uh, uh, they cover his food and expenses, yeah. and he did so much good, right? And the people were thanking him and thanking him. And some people were saying, oh, "I can't believe, uh, like, how much work you're doing, right?" And he, uh, from from his ways to alleviate his sadness, is to put smiles on other people's faces, right? And he says, "Subhan." He was one time thinking, "Subhanallah," that what well, they don't know, I'm fleeing from misery, I'm yeah. fleeing from hell. If I stop. If I stop working for an instant, right, I'm going to think about my reality. If I think about my reality, I'm going to go crazy. That's how bad it was. So that's how bad it And I had my aunt, subhanAllah, just a regular uh, woman, and she said, sometimes you just can't think, right? She, said, because she, she used to say, if I think about what's going on in her life right now, she was saying in my life, right, I could even fall into kufr. That's how bad it was. So what she throwed herself into, threw herself into, is the uh, memorization of Quran in a little school. She signed up for a little women's school. Tuesday, Thursday, she goes to the classes. Right? Uh, she would go for an hour. That's it. And all day, she would just do hef, 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 hefts have And Mashallah people are like, Allah. "What's going on? How pious, right?" It's not. It's, she's like, it, "It's not. It's not. It's that. If I do, if I don't do something, and I think about my circumstance, I'm gonna go crazy, and I could fall into kufur and depression and all that stuff."
1: But Subhanallah, it is. The height of piety, because when she found herself in a terrible situation, she turned yeah. to Allah and relied on Allah as a means to get out of it, right? By doing so, by memorizing yeah. His book, so it wow. is the height of piety.
2: Yeah.
0: And one thing I, I'd like to say, which Dr. Shetty triggered here is, um, trigger oh, warning. You got trigger, <laughs> trigger warning. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, is a lot of folks, uh, especially based on the 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 world that we live in—it's like a very like instant world, right—an instant gratification world, and uh, technology and social media and phones and these things make it a lot worse, right? But a lot of times, the the fighting of like confidence, fear, loneliness, depression, problems. It's a process, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a, you know, Big process. I'm going to listen to this episode or I'm going to read this article and I'm going to, you know, no. like get over no. it, you know, no. next week. No, It's like Dr. Shady just said, you know, um, uh, you know, your aunt enrolled herself into this hiff program. I'm um, I'm sure the first week she was still down and out. Totally right. Mm-hmm. Totally. It, it's it's after this process yep. of like you know a year, two years, three years of development. Absolutely, that you know you're you're finally cleared of like you know what's going on. You mean you can't memorize yeah. Quran in a week? I mean, <laughs> <I> Moyn <mean, laughs> and I were
3: even talking about this earlier. I mean, just habit forming and habit breaking. I mean, that's a that's a time consuming process. Ooh. That doesn't happen. Like, oh, I'm just going to apply this quick fix, and then tomorrow, like, I'm going to feel, like, 100%, that, right? That and and it, it, nothing, nothing works like that. Nothing works like that. And the, and the other thing I wanted to say about, like, you know, because the last episode we had was on loneliness and all this stuff. These things, uh, like Dr. Shetty said, they, these things seem like they're ills that result from... From having too much time to think, hmm. and are the way we live now, it's like we have an abundance yeah. of time to ourselves, time to think. We don't have to do a lot of work anymore. To be honest, people, pe- the amount of manual labor that people have to do has has lessened to a great degree. The amount of just overall work you have to do in a day has has decreased. We have a lot more leisure time, and and people fill their leisure time with with these thoughts, and and Absolutely. that contributes to those effects. Totally.
0: And if they don't fill it with those thoughts, right? I mean, people fill it with you know other things like media and consumption right. and and then as soon as they lose that right some I, this sounds absurd but i i read like an article where the guy said that you know he felt sadness in the moment in which he put a credit card inside yeah. of the reader and it went like ping to <laughs> yeah. tell you what was ready. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he would look at his phone because why? he didn't want to spend wow. three oh seconds. God, that's how bad he was. Yeah. Like the three seconds. And, 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 and the
3: thing is with, with entertainment and media, I mean, they call these things an escape. So why? I mean, obviously, nobody's people have a hard time cutting these things out completely, but why would you choose to escape in this stuff rather than escape in thicker or escape in... Uh, Memorization of the Quran Or or stuff like that That will actually be beneficial
1: But you have to slow down From the screens too By the way It's so bad That The most people That I talk to about this I like poll people informally And I also observe people Most people And I've, I've been guilty of this myself They don't even just watch A television show anymore like they're listening to the TV show and glancing up yeah. every time they hear something cuz right. most they're also interacting with their phone mm-hmm. at I the same that. time in at movie theaters yeah madness but i feel like protect us all. That, that's I mean. a that's a mm-hmm. rabbit hole in and of itself yeah. right so yeah. but th- uh, by the way that's for both of our for this episode and the, in the previous one get off social media yeah social media will ruin your self esteem
2: yeah
0: oh yeah i mean Ever since I've cut out social media.
1: Unless you're like me. W- in which case it makes you feel better by yourself. <laughs> 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 uh, about yourself. Just kidding, not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so if, if you want to hear
0: really confident people, just listen to <laughs> Dr. Shadi and Nidyas on the <laughs> Sufiya <laughs> podcast. <laughs> if you just emulate what they do, you'll be <laughs> pretty confident. <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah. 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 Alright, inshallah, we we can close. Alright, just have a look at it.
2: Subhanakallah, huma wa bihamdik ala illa anta Nastaghfiruka wa ادعو اليك اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر ان الانسان ألا فيه خسر الا الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات واتوا الحق واتوا الصبر والسلام عليكم ورحمه <تصفيق> عليك الله <السلام. تصفيق>